اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین والصلاة والسلام على سیدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعین اللہم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللہم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه السلام علیکم ورحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Noor by Bed-Uz-Zaman Sa'id Nursi podcast series. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading from the second station of the 14th flash. The second station of the 14th flash is a treatise inspired by Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, the expression that is a token of Islam as Bedouzaman Sa'id Nursi explains in the first word. And it is here in the book words in relation to its uh, the, the relevance of its content to the first word. Otherwise it was written as a part of the book flashes. It has several secrets that are explained of Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of God, the merciful the mercy giver we read through the first th- uh, the first three secrets and now inshallah we will continue reading the fourth secret bismillah dördüncü sır fourth mystery or fourth secret hadsiz kesret içinde vahidiyet tecellisi hitabı iyyake na'budu demekle herkese kafi gelmiyor to declare you alone do we worship. We worship you alone. In the face of the manifestation of divine unity, and here the word for unity is Wahidiyat. To declare you alone do we worship in the face of the manifestation of divine unity within boundless multiplicity is not sufficient for everyone. The mind wonders. What does this mean? Uh, we had given this example before, or we had explained parts of this issue before. The the issue is about the difference or distinction between wahidiyat and ahadiyat, as two terms that both refer to the oneness of God. However, in this context, the way we uh, analyze these terms, wahidiyat, for which we may use the word unity in order to distinguish it from ahadiyat and we can use oneness for it just for for uh, sake of being able to express these terms as we think about them otherwise uh, unity and oneness do not correspond one-on-one directly to wahidiyat and ahadiyat so when we talk about wahidiyat what we mean is the manifestation of God's oneness and that oneness indicates we understand from that oneness the oneness of all of his attributes and names and his essence so the manifestation of God's oneness on the entirety of creation on the entirety of cosmos and the cosmos is composed of parts therefore there is multiplicity in it and this is from our point of view, from the point of view of individual human beings, almost endless multiplicity. In order to understand, in order to conceive, in order to uh, be able to think about God in relation to his oneness or in relation to his unity, i.e. his wahidiyat, we need to be able to behold or at least imagine the entire cosmos in its in its endless multiplicity. This might be possible if one uh, in, concentrates and thinks about it intentionally, but it might also skip the mind. We cannot continuously do, do this. We cannot continuously behold in our imagination the entire cosmos and 
observe, think about the manifestation of the Wahidiyat, unity of God in that multiplicity. What Ustad Nursi here says is to declare you alone do we worship and of course this is from Surah Al-Fatiha the first chapter of the Quran the opening chapter of the Quran where we first say Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen praise is to the Lord of the realms the worlds and here the entire cosmos the entire creation is brought before our eyes immediately Our Rahman Ar Rahim he is the merciful, he is the mercy giver. He is the owner of the day of religion or the day of judgment. Okay, and then we move on. So we we describe God. We we bring to our minds a definition of God, our Lord, which includes the Creator, the the the Lord of the entire creation the one who sustains them, who takes care of them, and so on and so forth, with his mercy, and who will then hold us accountable on the day of judgment, He will, who will bring everything to an end, and then take account for what has happened. So this is tremendous. This is tremendous, and in that tremendousness, we sometimes may get lost. When we concentrate, we may have this sense of, oh, before it, but we may not be able to constantly keep that in mind in the background or in the foreground. From there on, we say, We worship you alone. But saying this, we worship you alone in this multiplicity, may not always be sufficient for a believer to maintain that sense of the, the unity of God. The mind wanders. Mecbundaki vahdet arkasında zat-ı ehadiyeti mülahaza edip iyyâke ne'abudu ve iyyâke nesta'in demeye küreyi arz vüsatinde bir kalp bulunmak lazım geliyor. It is necessary to possess a heart as wide as the globe of the earth or we can also say as wide as the you know, creation, the cosmos in order to observe the unique and single one so zata hadiyat here so the the one who is ahad who is oneness if you remember from our previous discussions who is whose oneness uh, and and attributes whose attributes are manifest on each thing too so manifest on everything together but manifest on each thing as well and that's ahad it is necessary to possess a heart as wide as the globe of the earth in order to observe the unique and single one zata ahad behind the unity in the totality of beings and to say you alone do we worship and from you alone do we seek help here we should open up the expression uh, the unity in the totality of beings a little bit in turkish in Turkish, the expression is Mejmundaki Vahdet. That is the uh, unity of God, God's oneness, God's Wahidiyat, as manifest in the totality of the creation, on everything altogether. We may be able to think of this as a single unit, the creation, a single unit. We are referring to the general term that we use when we talk about everything in the creation all together right? so there is unity manifest on this but what Ustad Nurs is saying here is in order to observe in order to behold in order to keep in mind or keep in one's heart God's unity God's oneness as manifest on each thing too one needs to have a wide heart one needs to have a very active, very broad ability to behold things in one's intellect and imagination and in and, and heart because each thing is included in everything and it's too wide, it's too broad. There is an enormous multiplicity in that. Let's try to make this a bit more clear with an example that we had actually used before. Uh, we 
talked about the types of belief. Actually, we read about types of belief uh, from the 22nd word. There, we thought about a general belief, ijmali, a general type of belief, in which one says, God created everything. He is the Lord of everything. He is uh, the owner of everything. And we worship Him. And this is fine. right? And the second type was to, to see God's the, the, the signs of God's oneness on each thing and wherever one turns to see that. Now, in the first one, the example of the first one might be a person who believes in God, who is a believer, who is a, a, a Muslim, and the time of prayer comes, the Adhan is called, he goes to the mosque, he, uh, he is in his religious mode. He goes to the mosque, prays behind the Imam, say the Imam recites a beautiful chapter from the Quran, he is moved, his eyes tear up, and, you know, so emotionally elevated and so on and so forth, then goes out after the prayer. He feels his throat is scratchy. He goes to the doctor. The doctor says, you are sick. The doctor gives him medicine. He takes the medicine and he thinks that the medicine will heal him. He attributes agency to the medicine. He thinks the property, the attribute of healing is in the medicine. He misses the oneness of God that is manifest on the medicine too. He misses that it is not the medicine that is the healer, but God, and God is healing him through the medicine. The medicine is a veil before God's tremendousness. He misses this. It's a veil, but it is a veil if you look careful that you can see behind. And that's the tribulation, that's the testing. That's the test, not tribulation. That's the test, that's the trial in this world. He fails the trial. Or the person goes out and say this is a business person. He goes out to do a transaction and during this transaction he cheats. He forgets that God is the provider. He expects his provision, his sustenance to come from um, his intellect, his quick mind, his ability to cheat. But he forgets that this is haram. This is forbidden in God's sight. This is forbidden, and God is the provider. He loses the trial again. He, he, he fails the trial again. When we are in our religious mode, it is easy to be believers. But when we are running around in the, through the distractions of the world, maintaining that belief and what that belief entails, that is not as easy. So what Bedu Zaman Ustad Nursi is saying here is, in order to witness or observe the unique and single one, which is Zat Ahadiyat, Zat Ahadiyat in, in, in Turkish, the one who is whose oneness is manifest on each and everything, and he is a single essence. Everything is from that single essence, right? So he is the one. He is the one who is manifest on the medicine. He is the one who is manifest on the provision that the businessman is seeking. To preserve this, this sense, to behold the Zat Ahad, the one who is manifest on each thing, right? Norsi is saying, it is difficult if one's access to the notion of that oneness is limited to the totality of the creation. One cannot move from saying you alone do we worship to saying which is the next phrase in the uh, in the chapter, the first chapter of the Quran, where we say you alone from you alone do we seek help. We end up seeking help from the medicine, we end up seeking help from our quick mindedness in business transactions, even though it might be forbidden. We seek help from other individuals, we seek help from this and that. We lose sight, or we might lose sight. So, what Ustad Nursi is saying here is, Ta külfetsiz herkes her mertebede iyyaken na'budu ve iyyaken esta'in deyip doğrudan doğruya zat-ı akdese hitap ederek müteveccih olsun. As a consequence of this, or maybe we may, we may think of this as a solution to this problem, 
right? Because God does not want to fail his slaves. God wants them to all succeed. He is giving them the necessary pieces of information, necessary cues, necessary tips for them to take and move on. As a consequence of this, so that the seal of divine oneness should be apparent on all species and realms of beings, so that the seal of Ahadiyyat should be apparent on all species and realms of beings, just as it is shown clearly on individual objects, and that they should call to the mind the unique and single one. Right? They should call to the mind the Lord Ahad. It is shown within the stamp of divine mercy. Okay, let's try to understand this. The translation is, it is a translation, but it is not going to help much unless we contemplate what is going on here. So there is a secret. What's the secret? The secret is that it is difficult for men and women, for humans, to behold uh, God's oneness in the totality of the creation and move from there to uh, you know, living their lives, going going around the world, and to preserve that that faith in the oneness of God as they interact with objects and people and events and so on and so forth. This is a this is a secret that is part of human nature, and God knows this, and He does not want to fail His slaves, and therefore He is going to provide a solution. He's going to help. He is going to provide assistance and remember that is how we understand mercy mercy is to be moved by observing or knowing about the needs of, of something or somebody and to because you're moved to go uh, and, and help to offer assistance based on the secret building from moving on from the secret as God shows the stamp of his oneness hadiyat on each particular or on all the particulars together apparently obviously he shows it on each particular clearly zahir visibly he also wants to show the stamp of oneness hadiyat on all species and you know, classes of objects on all species. So the tree is a species, animal is a species, and within the animal, uh, you know, tiger is a species, right? He wants to show it, basically, he wants to show it everywhere. And he wants us to be able to observe his one essence ahad. He shows the stamp of ahadiyat, the stamp of oneness, in the in the seal of mercy. Okay, now we are coming back to mercy. We talked about the Wahid and Ahad. And this is a uh, foundational distinction. The distinction between Wahid and Ahad. The distinction between God's manifestation on everything altogether and on each thing individually. Right Now we are moving to applying this concept, this pattern of thought, to our understanding of mercy. So he is, Ustad Nursi says here, he is, God is, showing the stamp of oneness ahadiyyat in the seal of Rahmaniyat, his mercifulness. How? We will think about, talk about that. Ta külfetsiz herkes her mertebede iyyake na'abudu ve iyyake nesta'in deyip Doğrudan doğruya zat-ı akdese hitap ederek müteveccih olsun. So that everybody can turn to the holy divine essence of God directly and without difficulty. Without having to force themselves into a religious mode. At each station, at each level, wherever they are. At whatever uh, spiritual level they are. Or wherever they are in their interaction with the creation, so that they can say you alone do we worship, and also say from you alone do we seek help. He is God is making his oneness ahadiyat 
manifest through his mercifulness as it is manifest on each particular and on each species right so he is making his oneness manifest on the particulars and the particulars uh, can also be species because tiger is a species but it is a particular in relation to animal animal is a species but it's a particular in relation to animate uh, beings and so on and so forth god is making his oneness ahadiyat manifest on each thing how through his mercifulness through his rahmaniyat through the manifestation of his mercifulness on everything everything is in need and the, the needs of everything are being fulfilled god is fulfilling the needs of each thing god is fulfilling the needs of each thing the way he is fulfilling the needs of everything altogether he is sustaining the creation he is the, the the one who sustains the entire creation and he is also the one who provides sustenance to the end in the darkness of the night in a desert in the middle of nowhere he is manifest in both instances he is manifest in both occasions işte Kur'an-ı Hakim bu sırrı azimi ifade içindir ki kainatın daire-i azamından Mesela semavat ve arzın silkatinden bahsettiği vakit birden, en küçük bir daireden ve en dakik bir cüz'iden bahseder. Ta ki zahir bir surette hatemi ehadiyeti göstersin. So in order to express this tremendous secret, the all-wise Quran, when it is uh, mentioning the greatest or greater circle of the creation such as the, the the heavens or the creation of the earth right as it talks about as it mentions these greater issues suddenly it moves on to the mention of a small circle a small realm a a uh, the the finest aspects of a particular so that it shows the seal of uh, oneness, hadiyet, khatem hadiyet, clearly, obviously, apparently. So th- there was an issue with the translation here. I tried to translate as I was uh, looking at the, uh, the, the, uh, the text myself. So let me try again so it's clear. There is a secret. Humans have difficulty beholding divine unity uh, in their interaction with the particulars when they are thinking of religion when they are in their religious mode they uh, can intentionally move on to a level of thinking in which they can perhaps behold the entire creation or imagine whatever they understand from that and then say God is the creator of all of this. No one else can create this. And they believe in God and preserve that uh, tawhid, right? monotheism. Right? But they have difficulty moving on to uh, their daily interactions, daily lives, and preserving that monotheism, that, what that monotheism entails. Because of this secret, the Quran, as a solution to this secret, the Quran, because the Quran is where God provides assistance to his slaves so that they can preserve that monotheism, right? The all-wise Quran, when it is talking about mentioning greater events, events in a, in, in a greater realm, such as the heavens or the creation of the earth, as it is talking about suddenly, it moves on to the mention of a smaller realm, or the tiniest realm and the finest aspects of particulars in creation and in this way or yeah by doing this it preserves that sense of monotheism for the reader it shows apparently clearly the seal of uh, oneness mesela hilkat-ı semavat ve arzdan bahsi içinde 
hilkati insandan ve insanın sesinden ve simasındaki dekaeki nimet ve hikmetten bahis açar. Ta ki fikir dağılmasın, kalp boğulmasın, kalp boğulmasın, ruh mabudunu doğrudan doğruya bulsun. For example, while it is the Quran is mentioning the creation of the heavens or the earth in that same mention in that same uh, passage in in that same uh, text it moves on to talk about the creation of humans and then the voice of humans and the fine aspects of blessings and wisdoms on the on the uh, countenance of humans and this may be the countenance of humans in relation to our physical face and how beautiful it is created, how harmonious and functional it is created, and also it can be the uh, as as this usage uh, was here in the in the treaties before. It can also be the the nature of humans, the countenance, the what we can think of the immaterial countenance of humanity. Right, moves on to talking about these fine aspects, so that so that the uh, one's thinking. One's thinking does not uh, get scattered, does not wander away, so that the the heart is not uh, suffocated because because of its inability to comprehend everything altogether. It does not feel suffocated, so that the spirit finds its mabud, finds the the the target of its worship directly. So that the spirit finds its Lord directly. So that the spirit finds its true object of worship directly. Mesela, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ خَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافُ الْسِنَتِكُمْ وَالْوَانِكُمْ Right, this is the verse that Ustad uh, Nursi was referring to when he talked about the mention of the creation of the, the heavens and the earth. Right, it is from his signs, whose signs, God's signs, the creation of the heavens and earth. Right, so this is the mention, this is how the text is coming, and then it moves on to say, and the uh, differentiations in your languages and in your colors. For instance, this verse shows the aforementioned truth in a miraculous way. Evet, hadsiz mahlukatta ve nihayetsiz bir kesrette vahdet sikkeleri mütedahil daireler gibi en büyüğünden en küçük sikkeye kadar envaı ve mertebeleri vardır. Yes, within innumerable creatures and, and an infinite multiplicity, there are sorts and degrees of stamps of divine unity and here the reference is to Vahdet, Vahidiyet, Vahdet, like concentric circles from the greatest stamp to the smallest. Now what we need to understand here is when we talk about the manifestation of God's unity, Vahidiyet or Vahdet, on everything altogether, right? we do not necessarily think of the cosmos, the creation altogether. That's where we start because that's the general, the the most general general if you, if you will however this is a reference to generals so we can think of the entire creation then in, in then in, in the entire creation we can think of inanimate beings that's a general too and the manifestation of God's wahidiyet is manifest on that general too and then we can think of the animate beings and God's wahidiyet is manifest on that general too this is from the point of view of the the human being who is beholding the creation but still these are very large units animate beings of all the plants and animals or the jinn and the bacteria the microbes what the angels so these are all animate beings so we are not referring only to the cosmos everything in the creation everything other than God, Masiwa, as we refer to it in Arabic, but we are referring to all generals. 
and these are like concentric circles one within the other one within the other one within the other within innumerable creatures and an infinite multiplicity there are sorts and degrees of stamps of divine unity stamps of wahdat wahidiyat like concentric concentric circles from the greatest stamp to the smallest so the stamp of wahidiyat is everywhere too when we think of the generals fakat o vahdet ne kadar olsa yine kesret içinde bir vahdettir however even though this is a seal of wahda divine oneness it is still a a stamp of unity within multiplicity because when we think of a general we are thinking of the multiplicity of a, a, a specific type of things altogether it is still unity within multiplicity it is unity that emerges appears from multiplicity and therefore uh, is difficult to behold in its entirety hakiki kitabı tam temin edemiyor it cannot ensure true addressing remember the reference is to the verse in the quran in the first chapter of the quran you alone do we worship and from you alone do we seek help this is an address the first three verses of the Surah Al-Fatiha Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen All praise is due to God Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim The Merciful, the Compassionate Maliki Yawmiddin The Owner of the Day of Judgment Or the Day of Religion These are definitions, descriptions These are uh, not direct addresses But from there we move on to a direct address you alone do we worship and you alone do we uh, from you alone do we seek help so when we turn to God right this is the instance that we turn to God in order to turn to God with a complete and perfect it's or or rather sound understanding sound state of monotheism right the start notice is saying the observation of unity in that multiplicity cannot be sufficient always cannot always be sufficient for the turning for that addressing god with the sense of complete monotheism complete unity onun için vahdet arkasında hadiyet sikkesi bulunmak lazımdır and therefore it is because of this that there has to be the stamp of divine oneness, the stamp of ahadiyet behind unity, wahdat. We when we turn, right? We want to be able to preserve our monotheism at all instances without losing sight. And and and what ensures that, or what provi- what makes that possible, is the witnessing of divine unity. Or divine uh, oneness, hadiyet, wherever we turn, wherever we turn, we want to be able to address God. We turn to our business transactions. We want God to be our addressee. We want to preserve the sense of presence before God. We turn to the medicine to to uh, heal our sickness. We want to preserve that the sense of monotheism. And we want to be addressing God when we seek healing. It is because of this that there has to be the stamp of divine oneness, ahadiyat, behind wahdat. It's because of this there has to be the stamp of God's, God's manifestation on each thing behind his manifestation or within his manifestation on everything altogether. Ta ki kesreti hatıra getirmesin. So that the the unity that we are observing does not call to mind multiplicity the unity of the creation that we are observing does not call to mind the multiplicity of particulars in that in that creation the unity of animate beings that we are observing does not call to mind each and every individual or individual animate beings in that and our mind is distracted and we start to say we are in the desert and we found ourselves in this dire situation in which we cannot escape the desert but we see a camel so animate being 
and our heart should not go to the camel as our savior our heart should go to God as the one who created the camel and sent it to us and subjugated to us and so on and so forth doğrudan doğruya zat akdese karşı kalbe yol açsın so that unity does not call to mind multiplicity and directly before the most pure and holy one a way may be opened up to the heart so that in the heart or for the heart a pathway is opened directly to the essence the holy essence of god because all unity oneness hadiyat and wahidiyat it's all emanating it is of ultimately referring to the holy essence right which we cannot comprehend and therefore we do not contemplate right but we see its signs and the signs the stamps of wahdat unity and hadiyat oneness are all taking us to him but we don't as they are taking us to him we don't want to be distracted by the signs on the on the on the way we don't want that distraction we want to be able to find a path that opens to him directly and what Ustad Nursi is saying is that the observation of the manifestation of God's oneness on each thing individually within the observation of his unity his wahidiyat as manifest on everything altogether opens this path directly to God's essence helps us preserve our monotheism under circumstances that may otherwise lead to distraction. Hem sikkeyi ahadiyete nazarları çevirmek ve kalpleri celbetmek için o sikkeyi ahadiyet üstünde gayet cazibedar bir nakış ve gayet parlak bir nur ve gayet şirin bir halavet ve gayet sevimli bir cemal ve gayet kuvvetli bir hakikat olan rahmet sikkesini ve rahimiyet hatemini koymuştur. And this part is really beautiful. Furthermore, in order to direct gazes, guide gazes toward the stamp of divine oneness, here the stamp of divine oneness is going to be ahadiyat. So the stamp of ahadiyat. In order to direct gazes, the gaze of those who are beholding, to the stamp of ahadiyat and attract their hearts towards it, a most captivating design shining light, agreeable sweetness, pleasing beauty, and powerful truth, which is the stamp of divine mercy and seal, and, and the seal of divine uh, compassion, rahimiyet. So the stamp of divine mercy, rahmaniyet, and the seal of divine compassion, rahimiyet, has been placed on it. On what? On the seal of, on the stamp of uh, hadiyet. So on the stamp of Ahadiyat, God's manifestation on each thing with all his attributes. Some might be more dominant, more prominent, some might be less prominent, but all of them together. Because God, he, he cannot separate God in, into parts. That, that's, that would be in, unthinkable. So when God manifests, he manifests with his essence. And that's Right, that's complete but we observe it through his attributes and then we can see different attributes right all of those attributes are there because all of them belong to god's essence however some are more manifest some are less manifest depending on the uh, creation that we are beholding so god's hadiyat is manifest on each thing but that it is there is may not be sufficient. It might be there, but it may miss our attention. It may not be uh, something that's agreeable to our thinking, and therefore we may be perhaps unconsciously ignoring it. But this is not the case. He has placed his stamp of ahadiyat on each and everything, and he has also made that stamp agreeable, beautiful, attractive for us, but by displaying the stamp or seal of his mercifulness and compassionateness, Rahmaniyat and Rahimiyat, in that stamp of the Hadiyat. So let's try to understand what this means. 
it is you know, conceptual, I suppose it's understood, but what does it correspond to in the reality that we are observing around us? Evet, o rahmetin kuvvetidir ki zişi uğrun nazarlarını celbeder, kendine çeker ve ahadiyet zikesine isal eder ve ahadiyeyi, zat-ı ahadiyeyi mülahasa ettirir ve ondan iyyâke na'budu ve iyyâke nesta'in'deki hakiki hitaba mazhar eder. Yes, for sure. It is the strength, power of that mercy, rahme, which attracts the gazes of conscious beings, draws them to it, and causes them to reach the seal of oneness, hadiyat, and to observe the unique and single one, zata ahad, God's essence, which is ahad, to observe the unique and single one, and from that to manifest the true address, to be able to move on to a truly internalized and felt address to God when we say You alone do we worship and from you alone do we seek help. In order to ensure this, God has placed that stamp of mercy, displayed that stamp of mercy on his stamp of hadiyat. And it is the power it is the attractiveness, it's the strength of that stamp of seal of mercy that is displayed on that stamp of ahadiyyat that draws us to it, that turns our gazes to itself and from that we move on to a cognition, sense. Uh, we, we, don't, we cannot contemplate God's essence. In, in detail, but we understand its presence. We have a sense of its presence. To this sense of God's holy essence, sense of the oneness, hadiyat of God's holy essence. We move from there, and then as a result, we are going to be able to move on to the station of addressing Him. When we say, in a state of Full, complete monotheism. İşte Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Fatiha'nın sihristesi ve Kur'an'ın mücmel bir hülasası olduğu cihetle bu meskûr sırr-ı azimin ünvanı ve tercümanı olmuş. Thus, because Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, this phrase, Besmele, in the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver, because this is a fihriste, a, an index of Fatiha. So what does this mean? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim is an index of the first opening chapter of the Quran. This is something that our scholars and the companions of the Prophet wasallam have observed again and again. They have said that the Quran, all of the Quran, all of the meanings of the Quran are concentrated in the first opening chapter of the Quran. And that's that's why when you you know read uh, Quranic exegesis, usually the exegesis of Fatiha, the first chapter, is very long, very long. It might even be you know the, the first volume of a multi-volume exegesis of the Quran. Although it is seven verses out of six thousand six hundred plus verses of the Quran, so Bismillahirrahmanirrahim is an index then of Fatiha. They have said Fatiha. In Fatiha is concentrated the Quran, and they have also said in the Bismillahirrahmanirrahim is concentrated the Fatiha. Ve Quranın mücmel bir hülasası olduğu cihetle, and as a result, because it is a concise summary of the Quran, so if the Quran is concentrated in the Fatiha and the Fatiha is concentrated in the Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim is a concise summary of the Quran. As a result of this. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim has become the symbol and interpreter of this great, tremendous secret. When we say Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, it symbolizes this, this tremendous secret of the display of, the, of God's stamp of mercy on the stamp of Ahadiyyat, which then takes us to the oneness of the essence of God. It's a symbol for that. It is something that when you see it, it reminds you of these realities. It reminds you of these secrets. It is 
like a token. It is like the signature of a person. When you see the signature of a person, you know that this is coming from that person. If you know the signature, if you know how to read that signature. It is like the emblem of, let's say, a company. When you see that emblem on a box, you know that this product belongs to that company. It is like the flag of a country. When you see the fl a, a flag on a ship, you know that this ship is registered with the country that that flag belongs to. So Bismillahirrahmanirrahim is a symbol that takes us. It's, it's a short, concise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. It's short and concise, but it takes us to an understanding of. It refers us to this great secret that is manifest, that's contained throughout the Quran, that's included throughout the Quran. The mention of the Samawat and Art, the mention of the, the, the heavens and earth. Then we move to the mention of the the, the uh, countenance of human beings, the colors of human beings, the, the the voices, the sounds of human beings, and so on and so forth. It's everywhere in the Quran. And Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim brings to mind this secret. Bu unvanı eline alan rahmetin tabakatında gezebilir. One who takes this symbol, this sign in his hands, i.e. one who engages this symbol, one who engages Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, can travel through the levels of rahmah, mercy. What this means is that divine mercy is manifest everywhere on everything on every particular then on every species therefore on every particular and every general and one who takes this sign in his hand can travel through them one by one start from the smallest one observe it there then move up to the next level of next general and observe it there and move up to the next general and observe it there we now know the code remember we talked about this before the code you look at something, and an inscription, you do not understand anything. But if you know the code, if you know the meaning of the particular symbols in that inscription, all of a sudden it becomes clear for you. It's like computer language. It's all 0, 1, 0, 0, 1, 0, 1. It's a binary system. And for one who does not know how to read it, it does not mean anything. But if one knew what those combinations of zeros and ones referred to because there is a system in it if we if one knew the system which we are going to refer to as code if we if one knew the code one can then go and start reading so bismillahirrahmanirrahim is providing the secret code for us the mercy the stamp of mercy is displayed on the face of the stamp of ahadiyat divine oneness as manifest on each thing and ahadiyat is manifest behind or within the manifestation of divine unity on everything all together which all take us to the divine essence to the oneness of the divine holy essence of God and therefore wherever we turn and and this is from the mercy of God too he has made them beautiful so that we would turn and we would enjoy it wherever we turn we see that mercy and from there we move on to Ahadiyat, from there we move on to Wahidiyat, from there we move on to a sense of presence before the Divine Holy Essence. Ve bu esrarı, ve, ve bu tercümanı konuşturan esrar rahmeti öğrenir ve envar rahimiyeti ve şefkati görür. And the one who causes this interpreter to speak may learn the secrets of Divine Mercy and see the lights of Divine Compassion and pity now the um, this is a matter of uh, language and translation Ustad Nursi is using three words here in one sentence Rahmet, Rahimiyet and Shefkat and because we do not have separate words that would you know correspond to these one on one uh, he uses mercy compassion and pity in English however Rahmet and Rahimiyet are references to mercy. Both of them are references to mercy, but Rahimiyet is a reference to mercy as in in the mode of let's say Ahadiyet, as manifest on each thing. Right? Rahmet on the other hand is a reference to let's say the mode of Rahmaniyet, a reference to 
mercy as manifest on everything altogether. And then we can spare shafqat, the last word, for compassion. And that's a very, very central concept, very, very central term in understanding Ustad Nursi's thinking. Therefore, although we will read the translation as it is written, and one who causes this interpreter, that's Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, to speak, may learn the secrets of divine mercy and see the lights of divine compassion and pity. We should understand that what is meant here is one who causes this interpreter, that's Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, to speak, may learn the secrets of divine rahmah and see the lights of divine rahimiyah and shafqat, compassion. And those lights right, are the lights that are manifest on each thing as their needs are being fulfilled. And not only their needs, but they are pampered. They are being pampered. We are being pampered. We could be given provision and sustained, but the provision and sustenance could, could have not had any taste. Imagine the different kinds of food and tastes and delicious dishes and so on and so forth, fruits that they all eat. Why? What's the ultimate purpose? Or what is the ultimate function? Nutrition. God could provide us with nutrition that all tasted like paper. And we would still be sustained. But we are being pampered. There is compassion that we can see there. There is mercy that we can see there. There is love that we can see there. One who causes Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, which is an interpreter of the secrets of the Quran that refer to the display of God's mercy within his oneness as it points to his essence and provides a sense of presence before his essence, one who causes that interpreter to speak can learn the secrets of mercy, rahmah, and see the lights of mercy, rahimiyyat, and compassion, shafqat. This was the end of the fourth secret. Inshallah, in the next episode, we will continue with the fifth one. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhra dawahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen al-fatihah.